Parental discretion advised. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Geo's Passion, where some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Enjoy the ride. What's up, Geo's Passion Posse? GPP in the place to be. I'm bringing you this podcast from our GPP vacation studio in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Geo's Passion. My name is Jack and I am your host. So I will say that um, the website is doing great. And thanks to GPP and the Geo's Passion Posse. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, geospassion.com G-I-O-S-P-A-S-S-I-O-N.com We are kicking butt there And I appreciate everybody for signing up And for hooking me up And like I said The stronger we get The better, the bigger Geos Passion Posse Alright Now um, I also like to thank those of you Who gave me a rating of 5 On my Spotify We're building that up also But I Got something for you Apple listeners so to my Apple listeners with Geo's Passion Posse, there's a link, not a link, but on the bottom of the uh, podcast, you're going to see a rating and review on Apple Podcasts on the, uh, the iTunes app and the PC. So if you have a Mac or an Apple um, phone, whichever way you listen to me, let's get this done. Give me that five-star rating, please, 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 if you like it. And um, write a review, you know, some ideas, see what's up. Like I said, let's build Geo's Passion and Geo's Passion Posse where we rule the airwaves. As you can hear the water in the background, I'm in Fort Lauderdale Beach recording. I got the water going from the Atlantic Ocean. Um, it's great. It's nice. A little sunburn, you know, so, but that's, that, that's okay. Um, by the way, uh, let me know how your audio comes over your ears because the other day, uh, my buddy Val, she said her ears almost blew up when I shot it. Let's go! Woo! <laughs> and I want to make sure it's coming over clear and clean so we all enjoy the ride, okay? Now, don't forget, if you have a uh, good story, you know me, I'm all about good stories. And if you want to be interviewed for the podcast or something like that, or something like that, <laughs> let's just um, reach out to me. You know, go to geospassion.com, leave me a message. Uh, there's a place where you can um, message me and um, let me know what you got going on. So, um, you know, let's keep this going. Let's rock and roll because that's how we do it here in the GPP. So I got to say something. Thongs of beauty. That's the main topic of today's podcast. So this section is to highlight the beauty of women and elevate them because I love women and they love me. Woo! Let's go! So don't take offense. Do not take offense because I tell you, I had a great time in Fort Lauderdale. Had a great time. And I'm going to run it down for you. This is what we did. I spent four days in Fort Lauderdale and really enjoyed the fast pace of it. That was the first place I lived when I moved down from New York City. But um, many of you might remember Hurricane Jean, Francis, Ivan, and Wilma from 2004 to 2005. They had me moving fast. I was out of there. 
Um, I can deal with blizzards and snow and stuff like that, but I was nowhere used to hurricanes. The only hurricanes I like are the Miami Hurricanes. Shout out to the U. Whew, let's go. Now, you know, some of you might like hurricanes and, you know, just the hurricane party, the beer, the, uh, the food and stuff like that. But um, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> so I ended up moving to the Tampa Bay area. And who would know that in 2012, October and November, some little superstorm Sandy would hit the East Coast and affect my New York family and friends. I was shocked. I was like, yo, what the what? Um, then my family moved down to uh, the Tampa Bay area, and then we got Maria, Irma, something like that. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, people need to go back to New York and to the Northeast because I don't need any more hurricanes. But like I said in the past, I prefer South Florida to Tampa Bay. And I'm not hating on my fellow Tampanians, all right? I love my Tampanians, and I like Tampa Bay. But I love South Florida. It's because the speed, the life there in South Florida is fast. It's like boom, 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 boom. Like I said, I'm semi-retired, all right? I do real estate, you know, and I do other things on the side. Um, I still love the fast pace of everyday life in South Florida. And with the group that I went with, they loved it too. I can tell you that. They loved it too. They, uh, you know, went to the elbow room and, um, and, and I learned that, and I didn't know this, that Taco Bell Cantina, which is on Fort Lauderdale Beach. There's one on Fort Lauderdale Beach uh, on A1A. They serve alcohol there. So you can get Taco Bell and alcohol. That's sick. That's sick. I was like, what? Get out of here. But it's true. So, you know. Um, plus, I uploaded videos um, and still am uploading videos on my um, Geo's Passion YouTube channel. So you can see the beautiful waves, the rip currents compared to the really calm Gulf waters. I, I, I know the rip currents are bad for you and the lifeguards were whistling and wee, beep, beep. Mostly Saturday, you know, Friday wasn't as bad, but Saturday was crowded. It was packed. And uh, the lifeguards were doing their job. You know, I got to give them props. So, um, you know, but the seriousness of this uh, little trip that I took, I will tell you. The palm trees, the sand. The ocean, they were all beautiful. But the real beauty came in the people. I know I'm aging myself there, but there was a song released in 1999 by an uh, R&B singer, if some of you know him, his name is Cisco, and he had a song called da 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 That's what's up. Um, I can't play it because um, I'll get demonetized and stuff like that, you know, because of copyright or whatever. So, But I left a link down in the, uh, in the description of the official YouTube video of the thong. Watch that video, and that was only a little bit of what I saw uh, last weekend in Fort Lauderdale Beach, all right? The um, experience on the video compared to my experience on the beach is, is an understatement. And and the first day I got there, I recorded. You know, I did video and stuff like that. So when when I posted it up to my um uh when I when I posted up to my YouTube channel, you'll see that the first set of videos, they're quiet, you know, Friday, relax and stuff like that. Then the one when I walk up and down the strip at A1A, uh with across from the bars and, and by the beach and stuff like that, you'll see the difference. The crowd is pumping, the beaches were packed totally different um, from Friday to Saturday, day and night. Um, but I will tell you, there were 85% of the women there on Fort Lauderdale Beach, on that Saturday especially, they were wearing thongs. They were wearing thongs at the beach. And the ones who weren't wearing thongs were barely wearing a bikini that fit. So props to them, all right? 
Uh, not to mention the other ones who had a one piece. Even the ones who had one piece, whether they big, skinny, or whatever, they were showing their things. So, you know, you know, they give give them the shout out that they need to be strong in their person and not have to have anybody tell them, oh no, you know, you need us to 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 tell you what's up because uh, you know, oh we're we're women too. Now, man, the women in South Florida, they handle their business. So I'll give them props for that. Um I'll also tell you. The women, they were all shapes and sizes. There were skinny toothpicks. And I'm talking about like legit skinny toothpicks. They, they were about the size of the thong themselves. And then there were bigger girls, you know, or bigger women. And, um, hey, they all fit it right. They all look good. And, and, and it was classy, you know, real classy. And it shows, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, what you look like, what you shape, your size and stuff like that. You know, if you, you, you're good with yourself and with what you're wearing and, you know, you're like what this is uh, what do they what do they call it um hot girl summer <laughs> hot girl summer oh you know um hey put it out there you know put it out there um and and i tell you something there was there was some funny funny incidents and fun some funny times and stuff like that but um it, it just goes to show you hey you know, it goes back to my previous episode. It tells you Victoria's Secret, they're trying to go woke, okay? They've lost touch with the consumer, especially at Fort Lauderdale Beach. The women here in Fort Lauderdale Beach are confident enough to do their own thing. And they don't need a big company to help them, you know, look or live a certain way of life. That's not true to the women in Fort Lauderdale. That's not true to the women in South Florida. They don't need a company to come in and say, oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to protect you. We need to to make sure that you, you're wearing that. Man, they got it locked down. They know what the hell they're doing. So, you know, the hell with Victoria's Secret. But to say I enjoyed myself, oh my gosh. To say I enjoyed myself is an understatement. I didn't know this when I booked the Airbnb. But finally, when I when I got to the Airbnb with the crew, um, I looked it up. You know, uh, it was a $1.3 million Airbnb I stayed in. Um, it was eight minutes from the beach and five minutes to the famous Las Olas um, Boulevard by car. It was awesome. I had a great time, you know. Um, I didn't know it cost that much until I looked it up on the MLS. For those of you who do not know what the MLS is, it's a real estate um, service. It's called Multiple Listing Services, and that's where you post, um, you know, uh, your listings. If you're selling a house, that's where you look for comparables. If you're comparing prices of a house to see if you want to, you know, what price you want to put your house at or if you're a buyer and a buyer's agent, you know, to see if the price that they have is overpriced compared to the other, um, you know, the homes in the neighborhood and stuff like that. So, but, um, yeah, yeah. $1.3 million, simple house, four bedroom, four bath, um, pool, um, quartz countertops, uh, all, all dimmer lights. It, it, it was really, oh, and, and Google. Oh, and they had a, um, they had a backyard, um, uh, like cabana type thing with a big barbecue grill, uh, a faucet to clean yourself. It, it was, it was on point. So, um, the, um, the host Ryan straight out real good. If you're in Fort Lauderdale near Las Olas and you're renting a, um, a, um, an Airbnb, Ryan super host, great job. Um, you know, clean, they had a washer dryer. So, you know, if we come back from the beach and we need to wash something, it, it was on point. So what I will tell you is that up the block now, there was some unscrupulous uh, Airbnb because the Fort Lauderdale Police Department was up the block about, I got to say, about two o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. And and there was uh, young ladies walking down the street 
And, um, you know, the cops were in front of the property. And I'm thinking that that was the Airbnb that they were having a big party at. And the neighbor shut it down because you're living, you know, in the Airbnb in the neighborhood, you know. So um, you're there with normal people who live everyday lives. You know, it's like you got your house and next door to it, it's an Airbnb. You know, you won't mind that it gets, uh, you know, rented out and stuff like that. But you want to make sure that people are respectful for the uh, the Airbnb and, you know, and people like, you know, take care of the stuff in the neighborhood and they're not partying. And they're like, you know, stuff like that. So you're like, and then especially with, you know, the group that I went with, they were younger people, you know, and. Um, you know, it, it was fun. I, I, it was my, uh, my son's birthday and he went with his crew and his people and I went with my people and it was fun. It was real fun, but we respect the neighborhood. We respect the community, you know, cause we're guests, you know, even though you're paying for the Airbnb, you're still a guest. So, um, I also enjoyed the food, you know, again, I, I know the food in South Florida, but there was a spot that I went to. All right. Um, it was a breakfast spot on Las Olas called the Floridian restaurant. It was pretty good. I met the owner. I uh, posted it on my Instagram. Check that out. Check out the food. Check out the decor of the location. Of course, Geo's Passions uh, Instagram. Look it up. You'll see. Um, and I ordered a Western omelet. And when it came to my table, it was like a double omelet. I'm talking about it was stacked to the max. Okay. And uh, I almost didn't finish it. I almost didn't finish it. I needed a couple extra coffees and a little bit more ketchup, and I did it. So I was good to go. Um, you know, the uh, the waitress, Jasmine, sweetheart, she was real good. And the uh, the owner, um, I think his name was Buster, nickname, that's probably what they call him, um, treated us real nice. You know, he, he was laughing because when I got there, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm wiping stuff down a little bit, and... Um, and and the chairs, you you'll see it on the Instagram post on the Instagram post that Geo's Passion. Um, the chairs are like uh, boardroom chairs, and there's long tables. So like you're sitting next to people that you don't know, you know. But uh, but yeah, it, it was fun. It's called the um, oh man, the uh, Floridian Restaurant, you know. And I really I really really enjoyed it. So um, you know, if you get a chance to go to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Las Olas. Visit the Floridian restaurant. Tell them Jack sent you from Geo's Passion, all right? <laughs> also, um, I went to the first night there was a, a dinner at Del Frisco's. They have a Del Frisco's here in Tampa. Um, and um, I saw the Del Frisco's down in uh, Buckhead, Georgia, Atlanta, when I was there in 2019. Um, so we went to the, uh, the Del Frisco's here to celebrate, you know, birthday party and stuff like that. Um, and then I went to a Cuban restaurant that I used to frequent when I lived in South Florida and I used to work for the, uh, you know, for South Florida, uh, county government called Padrinos or in Spanish is Padrinos and, um, great Cuban food. I had ropa vieja, which is like shredded steak, beef type thing. They pull it apart in a nice sauce and juicy and, uh, black beans, white rice with, um, uh, platano maduro, which is sweet, uh, plantains. And, um, of course, you know, <laughs> if you're in a Cuban restaurant, you got to start off with a mojito. So I ended up having a, uh, a drink that they had called summer mojito. And let me tell you, ah, the good life. <laughs> it was great. You know, so the only bad thing was that the trip was very short. Um, and it, you know, it wasn't, I mean, I, I could have probably stayed longer, you know, but the, the people that we were with, they had to work and stuff like that. But also my, uh, my townhouse was on the, uh, the final days of closing. And so, uh, as you know, those of you who follow me know what's going on. 
And I'll talk more about that towards the end of the uh, the episode. But, um, you know, I had to get back, sign papers, make sure everything else was smooth with the title company um, and <laughs> title company issues. I'll have more of an update on that later on in the episode. But um, but yeah, I, I closed. So uh, I'll give you more info on that later. Um, now, though the thongs were great and the freedom and independence of South Florida women was loud and proud without making a sound, their statement was very clear. All right. They were like, huh. You do you, and you leave me to be me. And I was like, yep, you know what? Mad props to you because you are the bomb diggity. Yes, definitely give you props. So um, now the only thing was when I got back from Fort Lauderdale and the cool Atlantic Ocean breeze, <sighs> I had to hit the humidity of the Tampa Bay, okay? Tampa Bay's humidity was killing me. I mean, the minute I stepped out of the car to go into a Publix, the sun was out. And remember, I spent two days on the beach. I got a little burn and stuff like that. But the sun in Fort, I mean, Fort Lord, in Tampa Bay is a killer, bro. And then the humidity, oh my gosh. <sighs> so, you know, that's how I knew the trip was over. <laughs> but don't worry about it. I'll be back. I will be back to Fort Lauderdale, uh, maybe Boca, you know, something like that. So, and something like that. So, but of course I got my Dallas trip coming up, which I'm pumped about that. Um, even though I spoke to somebody, um, earlier, th- uh, this week, yeah, this week. And he was like, dude, temperatures in Dallas is like a hundred, 105 degrees. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know? So, um, but even though the humidity, uh, acquaintance of mine, Anna, she was wearing a, um, a summer dress. She brought me back to reality. I was like, Oh man, I didn't see many summer dresses in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So thongs and even bikinis to like, I don't know, like Chick-fil-A and, and to Publix and stuff like that, which I was like, Oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> you know, let's go. <laughs> but, uh, and I had her summer dress on. I was like, Oh, summer dress. What you got a summer dress on? You know, was it a date? Was it shopping? She said, No, it's hot as hell outside. And the summer dress is comfortable. It's cool, sexy and classy all in one. And every once in a while, I enjoy a woman who can wear a summer dress and look good in it. So props to Anna. Um, and then that's when it all hit. Welcome back to Tampa and the reality that my short vacation was over for now. But like I said, I'll be heading up to Dallas and we'll see what's up with that. Don't forget to check out the uh, link for the Cisco thong in the um, description. So let's talk about why you need to hire a realtor like me Uh, because i'm not gonna bullshit you oops (laughs) um like open door does open door you know the blue sign with the white that says hey we'll buy your house for cash and blah 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 so the ftc finds i buyer open door 62 million dollars for tricking sellers there was an article by kerry smith and um the FTC, if you don't know who that is, that's the Federal Trade Commission. It's the feds, you know. The FTC alleges the iBuyer used misleading and deceptive information and its sellers made thousands of dollars less than they could have with a traditional listing. Traditional listing, like what? Using a realtor like me? Ha, come on, no. And I understand some people need to get out of their house quick. Because they were buying a new house or something like that. And, you know, I can understand that. But 
a lot of these companies, they, they charge, they jack up the fees. So you're making this amount of money, but at the end of the day, when you pay the fees and the this and the that, and you end up making less money, you know, you don't want to pay that 3%, you know, um, 4%, 10%, whatever. You don't want to pay that to the, uh, you know, to the agent, the company, or even you don't want to do a uh, for sale by owner. That's a problem. You want to know why that's a problem? Because then you end up getting ripped off by companies like Open Door. So the FTC took action against the online iBuyer and it claimed Open Door Labs Incorporated cheated potential home sellers by tricking them into thinking they could make more money selling their home to Open Door. Then the, uh, then the um, seller could do on the open market process with the normal realtor. The uh, FTC alleges that Open Door used misleading and deceptive information when in reality, most people who sold to Open Door made thousands of dollars less. And under a proposed administrative order, Open Door must pay $62 million with an M and it must stop its deceptive tactics. So Open Door uh, promised to revolutionize the real estate market but it built its business using old-fashioned deception about how much consumers could earn from selling their home on the platform. And that was from Samuel Levine, the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. There is nothing innovative about cheating customers. And that's true. Open Doors headquartered in Tempe, Arizona, and operates an online real estate business that, among other things, buys homes directly from consumers as an alternative to consumers selling their homes on the open market. Advertised as an iBuyer, Open Door claimed to use cutting-edge technology to save consumers money by providing quote-unquote market value offers and reducing transaction costs compared with the traditional home sales process. But again, they, um, their comparables are... Mm, you know, and 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 I was going to say something, but I think that the article shows about how uh, how deceptive they are and how they buy low, sell high. No way. Yeah, buy low, sell high. So Open Door's marketing material includes charts comparing their consumers' net proceeds from selling to Open Door versus the market. Those charts almost always, almost always showed that the consumers would make thousands of dollars more by selling to Open Door. In fact, the FTC complaint states that the vast majority of consumers who sold to Open Door actually lost thousands of dollars compared with the traditional real estate sales. It says Open Door offers have been below market value. There you go. Uh, that's that's what I read. On average, and it's cost higher and it costs higher than what consumers typically pay when using a traditional realtor. Again, I told you that. I told you that. You know, they'll buy it cheap. And a lot of times they get some of the some of the home buyers that gotta sell. They gotta sell quick. You know, maybe you know they're payment away from foreclosure, and if they sell to open door, they they avoid foreclosure, or they bought a house, and that house is um you know it's gonna close soon, and and they've been on the market for a while, and of course this pre pandemic because you know once the pandemic hit in Florida at least, um, things were flying off the shelf, so. You know, the uh, Federal Trade Commission claims of misrepresentation include Open Door said it used projected market value prices when making offers to buy homes, when in fact those prices included downward adjustments to the market values. So say, um, you know, you got a house that's $500,000 and the comparables are $500,000. Open market, I mean, open market, open door would tell you, man, you know, as much as we'd like to, you know, um, 
you know, sell this house, it's probably valued about $450,000, you know, which is, it's funny because it's kind of opposite of the, um, the Zestimate. You know, a person's house could be $500,000 and a Zestimate will have it like 750000 So, you know, that's why you can't trust these, you know, the, the Zillows and the open doors and stuff like that. You need a real estate agent who knows what the heck they're doing in the market that they're doing, you know. And again, you know, the, the, the experience goes back to I, my, I sold my townhouse. You know, I sold my other house before I bought the new house where I'm at now, you know, and, um, you know, and earlier, a couple of months ago, sold another house, you know, and it was all cash. It, it, it's, it's, you, you know, these companies come in here, think that they know the market and they don't, but it's all about money. It's all about them making the dollar. And because of that, you know, the, um, the consumer gets screwed. So in addition to that, Open Door said it made money from disclosed fees when it actually made money by buying low and selling high. There you go. I told you already. Consumers likely would have paid the same amount in repair costs whether they sold their home through Open Door or in traditional sales. Yeah, that's another thing. So like Open Door, they'll fix up like minor stuff, like minor, minor fix ups, and then they'll jack the prices up. And these are minor fix ups that if you as a homeowner, um, you know, would look, I mean, I've used Angie's List and now it's called Angie um, or word of mouth or like even on, on like Facebook, social media and stuff like that. They have uh, neighborhood groups that have used certain contractors or have used certain uh, trades. And, you know, if it's something minor, boom, hey, get it done. And then you can still ask for that price that you want instead of saying, okay, I can't fix this or I can't afford to fix this. So let me get open door to rip me off so that they can fix it bare minimum and then jack up the prices and i i lose out money and they make the money so um again consumers likely would have paid the same amount of repair costs you know whether they sell the house through open door traditional sales consumers likely would have paid less in cost by selling to open door than they would pay in traditional sales so this is this is the lies that um you know open door is telling consumers they're like oh no you you were you know, um, you'll, you'll, uh, make money and you'll, you'll get less, um, uh, less cost by selling it to us, you know, than you would doing it with a realtor or, a, you know, real estate company or something like that. And so the, uh, FTC, their enforcement action, uh, states open door has agreed to a proposed order that requires the company to pay 62 million as stated before the order requires open door to pay the commission 62 million, which is expected to be used for consumer redress. So, which means they're going to go back. They're going to look at the customers, um, you know, that were affected extremely negative and they're going to try to make things right. In addition to that, um, you know, when I, when I uh, worked in South Florida, um, for Broward County, I used to work for them. Um, the second time I worked for a consumer, um, no, sorry. First time I worked for consumer affairs. Second time I worked for uh, construction as a construction inspector, um, dealing with deceptive practices and unlicensed, unlicensed contractors. There you go. And, um, and Broward County has a fund. I believe it's a million dollar fund or something like that, that redresses, you know, consumers that were harmed by unlicensed, um, uh, unlicensed contractors and, and the money they get is from the fines that, uh, that we assess, you know, and, and there was times where we would have things with Broward Sheriff's Office and Broward Sheriff's Office go in there. And if you, you know, if you got caught once or twice or three times, actually, I think two or three times, it becomes a felony. And if it's done during a uh, state of emergency, it's a felony. And these are laws in the state of Florida. And, uh, and then we would get the civil side, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, you know? 
But um, the uh, open door has has uh, agreed to stop deceiving potential uh, home sellers. The order prohibits open door from making the deceptive, false, and unsubstantiated claims it made to consumers about how much money they will receive or the cost they will have to pay to use its services. Open door will have to stop making baseless claims. The order requires Open Door to have competent and reliable evidence to support any representations made about the cost, savings, or financial benefits associated with using its services and any claims about the cost associated with traditional home sales. So the FTC, what they're doing is they're holding them accountable, saying, hey, you can sell your stuff, but if you're going to sell your stuff and you're going to say that it's comparable to normal home sales, it better be because if not, then you're going to get fined again or, you know, or even worse. So uh, Open Door, of course, strongly disagrees with the allegations. And their, uh, their statement to the public is, while we strongly disagree with the FTC's allegations, our decision to settle with the commission will allow us to resolve this matter and focus on helping consumers buy, sell and move with simplicity, certainty and speed. Okay. Right, right. And then Open Doors stated, uh, importantly, the allegation raised by the FTC are related to activity that occurred between 2019 and 20, um, 20, between 20, sorry, between 2017 and 2019 and targeted and target marketing messages the company modified years ago. So they knew they were doing this. They were doing this between 2017 and 2019. The reason why they weren't doing this uh, probably 2020 to 2022 is because the FTC, you know, had an investigation on them. So they had to come clean and they had to try to do the right thing. So um, the company says it's pleased to put this matter behind us and looks forward to continuing to provide consumers with a modern real estate experience. Um, And this was posted on the uh, Florida Realtors um, news page that I get. So, you know, it's ridiculous. These companies, they try to make money. Uh, a lot of times they try to, you know, bump off the realtors and, um, and like, you know, do their thing so that they don't, you know, so that they can make more money. Um, and the people believe them because they got big marketing and stuff like that. They believe them a lot of times. And then, you know, I've heard stories where, hey, I got ripped off and stuff like that. But, um, you know, instead of dealing with the, uh, the local realtor who, um, who knows the market, they, uh, they're dealing with a big company. So, it's a, it's a shame, but it happens. And, um, you know, but uh, let me know if you sold your house with Open Door and uh, what your, your, your outcome was and your results and stuff like that. So now into sports. And I will say my New York Mets are currently in first place by three and a half games over the Atlanta Braves with a record of 67 wins and 39 losses. And they're playing today. I don't know what the score is yet. But the Mets will be playing the Atlanta Braves in a five-game series, and they have won one and lost one so far. So if we can l- at least, at least, at least win two games, two more games of the five games, that will get us to at least five and a half games in the first place and give us a little more breathing room. Um, it's funny. It's funny how the announcer, when I was watching the game, uh, mentioned we are playing Atlanta at the end of the season, just like in the past. Um, I have high hopes. These guys, uh, they're doing good. They pick up, they picked up some new people. Uh, Daniel Vogel, something or other. It's a big guy. It's a big guy. He's like, he likes to eat, you know. But he can run. He can probably run faster than me, and I'm skinnier than him. 
but you know but um they, they're doing good the Mets are doing good so um you know they had me worried a little bit they were sliding there you know they were half a game and now they're uh you know they're doing a lot better and uh, hopefully they can pull it out and then you know not keep Atlanta away from them so um Unfortunately, we don't have that much of a good news for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays are in third place by 12 and a half games behind the New York Yankees, who are in first place, and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, who are in second um, at 10 and a half games back. The um, Rays' record is 57 wins and 49 losses. So the Rays, what are we in August? August, September, and that's it. Yeah, so you got about a month and a half to uh, to step it up. So we'll see. Um, and if you're wondering who has the best record in baseball right now with the American National League, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League and the New York Yankees in the American League have, League have the best record in Major League Baseball. Uh, entering play that was taking place on August 6th, the Yankees were at a record of 70 wins, 7-0 wins and 37 losses and a percentage of .654 which was the best in the American League, and the Dodgers at 73 wins and 33 losses with a percentage of .689. So, uh, they're, they're, you know, those are the top teams. And again, I think last year, the Dodgers were up there again. So, you know, but this year, the Yankees are on fire. I mean, I don't think they've gone down from first place since they've taken it. You know, so and I, I've done a couple of episodes in this podcast where I'm constantly saying, oh, yeah, the Rays are behind the Yankees who are in first place. The Rays are behind the Yankees who are in first place. Oh, the Rays are in second behind the Yankees who are in first place. Actually, I think the Rays were in first place in the beginning of the year. And then once the Yankees took over, that was it. They uh, they never came back. You know, the Yankees never lost that spot. And the Rays never uh, came back from uh, from that second, third position. You know, and they've been in the second, third position. Um, you know, by double digits. So, you know, behind Boston or behind Toronto and stuff like that. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's going to be tough. They got a month and a half, so we'll see what's up. Um, but again, if you're tired of football, I mean, baseball, just hang in there. Football has started and the preseason, we have the hall of fame game. We had the full hall of fame game between, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Raiders took that game by a score of 27 to 11, which is good. That was good. You know, um, you know, it's it's good to see football again, but there's a bunch of preseason games coming up on Thursday and Friday, August 11th and 12th. So just, you know, check your local listing and uh, and see what they got going on there, because, uh, you know, a little by little football's back and we know how important football is to us Americans. And when I talk about football, I talk about American football, not soccer. (laughs) But all I had to say is. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go. All right, let's do it this year. And now on to finance. So on my four-day trip to Fort Lauderdale, which was about four hours each way, and my local driving, I only spent about $100 in gas. You're wondering, how did I only spend $100 in gas? Oh, and it was a minivan. Okay. So seven of us, a minivan, $100 in gas, round trip, for four days and three nights. Hmm. Was the gas that cheap that it didn't cost a lot in Fort Lauderdale? No. It averaged about $4.67, uh, $4.89, around there. Um, you know, it fluctuated. Was it that high? 
It could have been. I don't know. I got to check my receipts. But anyway, um, I rented a hybrid for my trip. Yes, I rented a hybrid. And I must say, I'm addicted. I didn't realize how good they were. Um, and then I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And I finally heard some great news. I also learned that Mercedes-Benz is coming out with a 2023 hybrid they, uh, of their GLC, GLC SUV. So I'm glad I didn't turn in my current vehicle. Yes. I might have to pick up that uh, 2023 hybrid. It's great. Um, it's not all gas and it's not all electric. It's you know, a hybrid. That's what it means. It's, it's a mix. Um, but but it, it was good. It was really, really good. So I, I really enjoyed myself and I saved money there that I spent on the dinners and um, and other things like that. So. But uh, according to AAA, the price of fuel in uh, Tampa is currently an average of $3.75, and it's around $4.47 in the Bronx, New York. Yeah, I filled up um, the other day. uh, Actually, what's today? Yeah, I filled up uh, yesterday, and it was about the same price, about $3.75. And my tank, I filled it up for about $43, which is great, because I was hitting $55, $58, you know, couple months ago and i'm like oh that's you know but again it's a savings like i told everybody you know if it if the goal uh, the goal the gas goes down and the prices go down it's a savings it's a pay raise so uh crude oil is down to 90 dollars and 66 cents a barrel which is uh good even though i did read that production in the u.s is starting to slow a bit since the prices have gone down um so we'll see how this affects us and the future prices even though current future contracts have the barrels still declining in price over the next couple of months so you know we'll see what what game what games the market and politics take so the uh, price of bitcoin is currently around twenty three thousand one hundred twenty seven. so it's gone up it's steady it's steadier than it was a little you know a couple of uh, episodes before uh ethereum ethereum is a thousand seven hundred eight dollars solana is forty dollars and forty cents cardano is still at 51 cents and matic is 92 cents um, out of all the coins I just mentioned, Polygon, also known the coin as Matic or the token as Matic, is doing the best. And I told you last episode why, because it hooked up with Disney and um, it's doing some special projects. So now uh, Tesla holders, they um, approved the three for one stock. The uh, three for one stock split that's taking place, uh, which usually pumps up a stock. But for some reason, the stock was down on Friday at the close. It was uh, priced at $862.25 which is still higher than last episode. Last episode was $815, but it did hit $937.77 on August 4th. So, you know, it's like, eh, you know, and then uh, the three for one split, it'll take um, each share of stock that you have and divide it into three. So, uh, you know, so like if you have 100 shares, now you'll have 300 shares. But the cost, instead of 300 shares at $862.25, it might be three shares at $150 or $200 or something like that. Something. So now uh, Twitter did pump to $42.60, even though we all know we're waiting to hear the big news of Elon Musk's response to the lawsuit in a Delaware court. So that's going to be a thing. It's going to be... Um, Wall Street Millennial talked about it. It's going to be either um, he loses and has to buy the company at the uh, the share price of 54 and change that he wanted. Um, they renegotiate the price or uh, he just pays a um, a bailout of, uh, you know, a billion, couple billion dollars to uh, get out of the deal completely. So so we'll see what's up. 
Starbucks is at $85.60. And finally, JP Morgan is at $115.67. Now, goals for El Tigre de Tampa, Eddie, it is $1,617.98, which is down again from the last episode. So, you know, I don't know, Eddie. My stocks and crypto have gone up more than your gold. I reload it. <laughs> Come join my investment strategy, Eddie. What's up with that, Papa? I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you, you need to come and hang out with me and my investment. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's gold. Gold is a, is a steady thing, you know, so it's not as volatile as crypto and, you know, and even less volatile is the stock market. So, yeah. but like I always say, and everybody knows what I'm about to say, remember my legal warning <laughs> exactly i'm not a financial advisor only spend the money you feel comfortable to lose and my comments on crypto is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> yes because i don't want you doing your um taking your money and all of a sudden be like oh you know i got no more money because i invested it jack geo's passion told me <laughs> to invest it and it wasn't me so it wasn't me now the housing market so my townhouse has finally sold finally finally sold and i am so happy yes i'm so happy it sold finally Whew. and let me tell you i i i personally think that um you know i priced it well i priced it right and because there's some homes on the market that are uh, and some townhomes that are still sitting on the market you know, that were overpriced. And people are not stupid. People will look at the market and people will watch YouTube and people will listen to the news and all of a sudden they'll be like, eh, you know what? I don't want to uh to buy now. I'll wait till it goes down. So um, you know, it's uh it was a smooth transition. You know, little headaches here and there, and uh mostly smooth until the last day, of course, because the uh, crazy last minute issue from the HOA's last of res- lack of response on the document. They were supposed to, um, you know, respond to the title company. And um, boom, it, they went ghost, you know. HOA's are fast to find you. Oh, your grass is too high. You got a basketball thing out here and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but there's other duties that you're tasked with as an HOA. And responding to a title company, especially if they're selling, um, it's one of those duties. You know, if they need something from you, you got to give it to them. And uh, pretty much they almost went ghost for like a day and a half. And I was irked. I was really irked. And um, fortunately, you know, the title company I worked with before, they, they knew the process and they, they knew what to do. And uh, once they, they got hold of the, uh, the HOA and the HOA finally responded, you know, they were able to handle the situation. So um, it took all the way to the end of the day. Not gonna lie, took all the way to the end of the day, um, and that's an understatement. Like close of business, you know, past close of business, uh, but it's officially done. Now it's time to put some money away for the upcoming housing correction, so I can get a small condo in Fort Lauderdale um, till I officially and fully retire. <laughs> so now I'm gonna let you know that the mor- 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 mortgage rates dropped be- below five percent, which which I was a little uh, shocked about. Uh, it's 
which is the lowest for the first time in four months. And that was after the Federal Reserve raised its main borrowing rate to control inflation. So if, if you don't remember, the um, this is the second time that the Federal Reserve recently has raised rates to 0.75%, uh, three quarters of a percent. And, um, you know, the 30-year rate drop to 499 from 5.3 last week. So that's that's a decent drop. But a year ago, the rate was 2.77%. And again, the 15-year, uh, it fell to 4.26% from 4.58% last week. And, um, you know, mortgage rates remain volatile. You know, the uh, Freddie Mac's chief economist, Sam Qatar, Kater, says that the uh, mortgage rates remain volatile due to the tug of war between inflationary pressure and a clear showdown, slowdown sorry, in economic growth. The high uncertainty surrounding inflation and other factors will likely cause rates to remain variable, especially as the Federal Reserve attempts to navigate the current economic environment. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy, um, you know, what's going on now. But, you know, the uh, scary red-haired guy called it. <laughs> the uh, government reported last week that the U.S. economy shrank from April to June for a second straight quarter, contracting at point. 9% annual pace and raising fears that the nation may be approaching a recession. So two consecutive quarters of declines is is a uh, is a recession. Even though they're saying, oh, it didn't fit all the parameters and stuff like that. It says here, the decline followed a 1.6 annual drop from January through March. Consecutive quarters of falling GDP constitute one informal though not definitive, indicator of a recession. So they're using that non-definitive uh, saying that, oh, yeah, employment's up. Employment's up. If you look at the numbers of employment, there's less people in the job market. The problem is that more people, and I told you this before, more people have to get two jobs, you know, just like in Clinton's first term, more people have two jobs to pay for gas, food, electricity, and stuff like that. So it, it, it's ridiculous ridiculous you know oh, oh we're not in a recession we're in a recession i don't care what they say we're in a recession now higher borrowing rates have discouraged house hunters and cooled the housing market that's been hot for years so in some parts of the country it's still a little hot but mostly overall it's cooling down the uh, national association of realtors reported last month that the sales of previously occupied u.s homes slowed for the fifth uno dos tres cuatro cinco one, two, three, four, five, the fifth consecutive month in June. Um, even though home prices have kept climbing, albeit at a slower pace, um, even as sales slowed. So sales slowed, um, home prices slowed, and um, I'm sorry, uh, home prices, home sales slowed. And the uh, home prices have gone up, but slower than it has earlier in the year. The uh, national medium home price jumped 13.4% in June from a year earlier to 416000 And that's an all-time high, according to the data going back to 1999, said the National Association of Realtors. But in location that a uh, Wall Street company has investments, you'd be surprised what's going on. Um, a large portion of those properties are for sale. I've been watching that. I've been watching reports. Large properties, uh, a large portion of properties that Wall Street companies and investors bought up are for sale. And you're seeing sales decline um, and more homes coming on the market in both resale and new construction. I get the emails all the time. I tell you, incentives are out there again. You know, giving closing costs, giving, um, if it's new construction, 
giving um, the design center bonuses and stuff like that. So it's, it's crazy. But um, and this includes the Tampa Bay market. For those of you in Tampa, the Tampa Bay market, because a lot of investors are here in the Tampa Bay market. It's big. I was watching. Uh, I was looking at the uh, the market thing, um, market update from Redfin, uh, Redfin.com. And uh, you look at the market update there, and it's showing, yeah, Tampa Bay market, 25%. It, it has been hit by, uh, by investors, and it's starting to go down. So there's going to be uh, lower prices, more homes on the market. And with that flood, I don't know, if the, uh, if the prices stay high, you might see more homes out there. And, um, you know, things might, might, might cause a, uh, a big housing bubble in the Tampa Bay market. So we'll see. But uh, like I said before, pay your bills, all right? Pay your bills, handle your business. If you have money, put aside for an emergency fund. Remember that emergency fund I told you about. And if you have leftover, save some cash so you can get your first house if, you, you know, if you're renting or even an investment property because it's the hot markets thing are starting to cool down. The hot market, the hot market, the hot markets <laughs> are starting to cool down. Um, and this is only the beginning this is only the beginning. So like I said, you know, you got to pay attention to things. Listen to my podcast. I will tell you what's going on and um, I'll give you numbers. I'll give you numbers where, you know, the news is like, oh, this is good. Everything's fine. Hunky dory or, oh my gosh, we're all going down. No, I'm going to give you numbers. I'm going to tell you what it is. And you as the uh, educated consumer are going to make the decision whether you want to stay renting or you want to, um, you know, uh, buy a new house or buy an investment property in addition to that. So, um, again, don't forget to check out the new geospassion.com, G-I-O-S-P-A-S-S-I-O-N.com. Uh, there'll be a link in the episode description. All my Apple people, hook a brother up on um, Apple iTunes and uh, on your iPhone and your Mac. Uh, if you can hook a brother up with a nice rating and a review, I appreciate that. I uh, thank those of you who've got on Spotify and, and give me the five stars. Um, you guys are awesome. You gals are awesome. And, um, you know, still making it happen out here. Um, like I said, I, I had a great time in Fort Lauderdale on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, you know, things were fun. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll be back there later. But um, I'm headed to Dallas next. I am headed to Dallas next. And with that, um, you know, we'll see what happens. So uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for, uh, you know, subscribing following joining gpp geos passion posse uh together we're gonna build this we're gonna blow it out the uh, the water the water literally <laughs> and we're gonna make things happen so um you know like i always say enjoy the ride well everybody i hope you enjoyed this podcast episode of geos passion and the geos passion posse shout out to you guys and gals uh, don't forget to follow, subscribe to the podcast, no matter what listening platform you're on. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many more. Don't forget to follow Geo's Passion on the social media scene with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and my YouTube videos. I'm working on getting 2,000 subscribers and followers. I am almost there. So hook a brother up, all right? Let's build Geo's Passion and the Geo's Passion Posse together. I thank you all, and remember, like I always say, some names have been changed to protect the innocent and not so innocent. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> I'm Jack. I'm your host, and I'm out. Peace. Woo, let's go. Let's go.